The American Psychological Association found that more than two-thirds of Americans have significant election stress. My guess is that might be a little bit higher for Pulse Check listeners. The good news? You're not alone. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. Here's what I'm following today. California voters in a decisive margin upheld a 2020 state law banning the sale of most flavored tobacco products. The vote was a win for anti-tobacco advocates looking to prevent young people from getting hooked on nicotine. The state is now the fifth to impose a flavor ban, joining Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. It was a big night for Democrats in Pennsylvania, with Josh Shapiro winning the governor's race and John Fetterman winning in the Senate. That is a lot of implications for abortion rights. Alice Miranda Olstein has been tracking the results closely and is here to break them down. Both Fetterman and Shapiro really ran hard on abortion rights. They both promised to protect them themselves if elected, but also really zeroed in on hitting their opponents for being anti-abortion, highlighted things they've said, um, uh, pledging, you know, support for uh, restrictions on abortion. So, um, and this was really important in Pennsylvania specifically. The state has really become a haven for abortion rights. People have been traveling there from um, nearby states that have imposed restrictions after the fall of Roe, like Ohio, like West Virginia, other states. The clinics are really overwhelmed, and the thought that Pennsylvania could lose abortion access as well would put even more pressure on like New York and New Jersey. So the stakes were really real for folks. And when I went up there in October, it was a big message on the campaign trail. You know, one one moment really stood out to me. I was at a Shapiro Fetterman event that was union focused. And so you had in this parking lot, all of these sort of old school union guys and their windbreakers, like the traditional trade unions, you know, not known for being super pro-abortion rights specifically. And even to that crowd, you know, Shapiro really hit abortion rights in his speech and got a big response, a big positive response from the crowd. And that really indicated how much he was emphasizing that in the race and how successful that seemed to be. And now we know it it really was successful. And in the Senate race, you know, what sort of role did abortion play there? Yeah, I think similarly, Fetterman really focused on hitting Dr. Oz on his anti-abortion stance, especially ever since Lindsey Graham introduced a 15-week abortion ban in the Senate and said that was, you know, what he thought Senate Republicans should really go for. Fetterman really hammered Oz on not saying whether or not he would vote for it. Oz sort of dodged on that point. He kept saying, oh, I think this question should be left to states and not something in the Senate should take up. But Fetterman was like, okay, but yes or no, like, would you vote for it or not? And we never really got a straight answer on that. And so that was a key point in the race. And during their one debate, um, I don't know if folks watched that, but one of the moments Democrats just absolutely leaped on was when Dr. Oz said an abortion decision should be between a woman and her doctor and local political officials. And Dems just went nuts with that, cut ads about it, said, oh, you want like your local mayor in the you know exam room deciding whether or not you should get an abortion, et cetera. And so it absolutely became you know a leading point in the race. Yeah, no, that really seemed like a significant moment there in that race. I guess just, you know, what can we take away from these races about abortion more broadly and the role it played in the elections? 
you know, we're still waiting for a lot of races to be officially called, although uh, a few other uh, governor's races have been called. I think especially in Michigan and in Wisconsin, you saw Democrats who ran on abortion rights succeeding in a tough environment where they were predicted to have really tough reelection fights. And so it, it seems that abortion rights was more of a winning message than a lot of pundits had predicted recently. And, you know, polls recently had showed that abortion was not as big a motivator for folks as some other issues. But I think that some of these results showed that it definitely was a key motivator among others. Yeah, you mentioned the Michigan race. How did that factor into the, the race there? Whitmer has absolutely run as a defender of abortion rights. She emphasized that she filed a lawsuit even before Roe versus Wade was overturned to try to get rid of the state's 1931 abortion ban that is still technically on the books. It's blocked currently in courts, but her lawsuit was a key reason that it hasn't gone into effect. Like the other candidates we've been talking about, she also really hit her uh, Republican opponent on uh, support for abortion restrictions. So that, among other things, seems to have been uh, a winning message there. And yeah, I, I just want to emphasize like how wild this is that we're seeing these pretty decisive wins um, in a midterm environment. I mean, usually in, in the midterms, you see big losses for the party that mm -hmm. is in the presidency. And you're just you're just not seeing that. Is there anything else we should know about abortion and the elections? Yeah, so there are um, a lot of states that are voting directly on the issue of abortion, and we already have results in just a couple of them. No big surprises. Um, uh, basically, these are states where abortion was already protected, and now it's going to be extra protected. It's going to be put into the state constitution, which supporters argue, you know, We've seen states shift politically over the years, and this is, you know, an assurance that should that ever happen, abortion would still be protected. And so in California and Vermont, you now have the state constitutions modified to include those protections in a new way. So we are still waiting for some other results. But overall, I'm getting lots of statements and press releases from abortion rights groups really celebrating the wins and arguing that it's evidence that Democrats should continue to be loud and proud on this issue when, you know, you've heard a lot of people saying otherwise recently. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. All right. Get some sleep. You too. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tine, Beth Felton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ahmed is the executive producer of Audio at Politica. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.